Welcome to the Blackout Podcast, where I get to talk to amazing people who do amazing things. And today I have my friend, fashion designer, business woman, awesome human being, Fumi Odeni, owner of Michinat Fashions. Thanks for coming to the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. So I remember seeing your uh, uh, um, the outfit you make on Instagram. I'm like, oh my god, because. It's great, you know, I mean, being Nigerian, understanding the fashion and understanding the amount of work that goes into making what you do. I was like, I need to talk to this person. So first of all, thanks for accepting my invitation. But how did the Michina fashion story begin? So it's, it started a long time ago. I, I grew up um, loving fashion, um, but my parents didn't want me to do like anything that is related to fashion because they felt I could do something better. I was, I'm very good with numbers. I'm very good with, you know, maths and all. So they felt I could do better. I don't and like my mom, <laughs> And my mom, she asked, she kind of, she, she kind of has an accounting background too. So uh-huh. like, she just wanted me to be like an accountant. I remember finishing from secondary school and she got me the ATS form like, the foundation of I can exam, Ooh. like I'm not ready, <laughs> you know. But that was it for me. Right from time they wanted me to do something else. But I've always loved fashion. I made my first outfit at the age of ten. But it's funny that you know I've always told people like I grew up seeing my mom had a sewing machine at home, mm. but I never knew that. It's just I'd say this. Past few days, I was sewing, I was talking to my mom on, you know, via camera, WhatsApp video. Mm. And my uncle was there. My uncle was like, um, you're actually doing, like, it runs in the blood. That um, So apparently, my mom's mom, like my grandma, I didn't meet her because she, I, she was late when I came to life. Mm-hmm. You know, she was actually a seamstress. Oh, so, right, like, I was so excited with that news. I just got to know, like... She she was a seamstress. I she you even told me that she was she was like the head of the you know the Athen then back yeah, then like their union. Yes, I was wow. like wait a minute. Although she stopped, she then went into business. Probably you know it wasn't paying off because mm. I mean with, with with fashion is you need to have the right clients to pay you for you know for all the amount of work. So but it's it's I, I'm like now it's adding up because before mm. now I thought oh why Where did it, it I come just, from because I just it just flows naturally you know. But now it's it added up. Mm. Now I knew my source. <laughs> it came from it's in the blood, yes, really. Like <laughs> you said you made your first outfit at 10. How? Like So, like I said, my mom used to have a sewing machine at home. Oh. And she used to buy scraps. Now, you know, adding up, she got that from her mom, you know. Mm. But my mom never sew. Like she added there. And for me, I picked it up. I had a neighbor that used to be a seamstress, okay. that was a seamstress. So I would sit down around her, you know, just watch her do things. I said, I, my first half was a spaghetti top, more like a kind of tank top mm-hmm. with um, with an handkerchief skirt. I love the skirt so much. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was how it started for me. And, you know, I started making things basically for myself. Right. I remember the first time someone asked me to make, make an outfit for her. 
it was a chiffon material. Chiffon is very light. It's and it's tricky. You need to. I struggled a lot. I made it like in my head. I was like, no, this is not right. But she loved it. So mm. that was the very first time I was able to make an outfit for someone. But it was just like friend, friend. Right. But apart from that, no, it's just making for myself, my friends, family. Yeah. And then, I mean, so did you become an accountant? Or, yeah. So your mom got what she wanted. <laughs> yeah. She was, she got what she wanted. I, Let's talk about the accounting thing. You know, it's one thing being good with numbers, but like, yeah, what accountants do is like magic to me. So did you ever like anything about accounting at all? I love, I love, if I'm not, if I'm not saying, I'll, I'll go back to accounting. Holy shit, okay. Yeah, I love numbers, especially when... Uh, I love misery. Like, I think I function more with um, trying to reconcile accounts, you know, looking for numbers that are missing. What is <laughs> <laughs> Trying to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I totally love, love accounting. My experience of accounting is like in high school, uh, in secondary school, I did accounting and then you have to, like, you know, you have to make one side balance the other side yeah. and it never freaking balanced, <laughs> man. You have to, okay, first off, it's about knowing where the thing goes, you yeah. know, which one is expense, which one is this. I'm like, fuck <laughs> this, I don't understand. And then it got even more difficult as it was going on. Yeah. Did you ever practice as an accountant? Yeah, I did. So I worked um, in, um, in the financial sector for over a decade. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, in Nigeria, I worked in Fidelity Bank. I worked in the mm. Treasury Operation Unit. So I was able to know more about investments and also do like reconciling accounts and all that. So yeah, and when I moved there, I worked for a while. I worked with um, Capgemini. I was also doing like reconciliation of accounts, you know, more of reconcil reconciling policies because they were handling um, RBC um, insurance. Oh. Yeah, so I was doing more of reconciling policy. And you know, when we got to, when they employed us, when they moved us to that desk, they moved myself and another friend that we got, we started off at the same time. Mm -hmm. You know, people were like, a lot of people were like, no, that 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 place is like really tough. You know, I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, for them, I'm like, what what you guys are doing? I can't do it. Like, this is the best fit for me. Right. I enjoyed it. So, yeah. I think it's just me. I love to, like, I love challenges. I love to, like, you know, look out for a solution for that. So, mm. yeah. Let's kind of rewind a little bit. Um, what was the process for you moving from Nigeria to Canada? So, um, I would say this, the plan started when... I went to the United States to have my third baby mm -hmm. because that's the dream of every parent back home. You want to give your children the best, you know, and those are one of the opportunities, especially when you don't have um, money to pay like for the international school. Right. So it's just more like planning in advance. So when I got there, I met a couple of other Nigerian women who also came. And at that time, there was out Ebola outbreak in oh, Nigeria. Wow. So, you know, Everybody we were like, what's happening in this country? And one of my friends was like, she already got admission to come study in Canada and she's migrating. She was like, there's another way you can actually use to migrate. You can use permanent residency. I was like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> what do I need to do? And for me, one thing for me is I'm a go-getter. Once I set my mind on something, I go for it. Mm -hmm. So the moment she saw that seed in me, 
I I was like, okay. I got back home. I told my husband about it, but I mean, he didn't he didn't make any inquiry. He didn't do anything with that news. <laughs> so I got back home and I was all on it. Did my research. Okay. I contacted some agency in South Africa. They help with migration. You know, I got like, and then I checked their review. People were like, no, you actually do everything yourself. I was like, okay, shoot, I'll do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> so I, 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 I also make use of um, some resources I got online, mm. joining some groups, which is, I think that has, is something that has really helped me in every areas of my life because I try to make research mm. and uh, I get the right information. All, everything you need is right online, depending on what you, 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 you grab. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I got all the information that helped me to migrate to Canada from, you know, just from researching online, mm. you know, we came in through the the federal skilled um, workers, like permanent residency through the workers economy. I can't remember the what they call it right now, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's more of um, you are highly skilled and you are applying for a job. And they were looking for an accountant, so I applied through you know through that, and um, I was we were picked, and here we are today. Wow. So I'm curious though, from when you got that, hey, you accepted, how long was that period from the acceptance to actually moving to Canada? So even like from the accept, after applying, when we're one, like I would say we're one of the first set of people that did the express entry because that was when they just started. Oh. So even to Nova Scotia, we, I had to apply through paper, like, send in true poster like <laughs> I mean, we had sorry, to post it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to post it. I use I think I used DHL posted and I didn't hear from them till about nine months. Mm. I was already like looking for other provinces, you know. But I heard from them sometime in September and um I'll say from that time, you know, we had to do our medical, get our passport and everything. So from that time that they told us that they were interested to go along with us, it, we we then came in in August. Oh, okay. So it's more like a year. Yeah, yeah. give or take. Yeah. Um, so August, August is still kind of warm-ish. Yeah. Yes. But how was like, you know, arriving here? What were some of the differences you noticed right away? So when we were migrating, my uncle, my husband's uncle in Toronto told us to come in you know, during the summertime. That so is that, freaking smart. So that you you kind of like acclimatize <laughs> yes, yes. gradually into the cold. You don't just come, you know. Right. So we made sure we came in August. Yeah. And um, I would say, when I came to Nova Scotia, mm. I mean, before we came to Nova Scotia, we've always traveled. You know, that's one thing we, we did always ensure we travel, you know, just for fun. Mm -hmm. But when we came to Nova Scotia, I was like, wait a minute, am I sure I took the right decision? Why? You know? From the airport, because you were you in Lagos? Have yeah. you ever seen Lagos? Yeah. I grew up in Lagos. I lived all my life in Lagos. So compare Lagos and Nova Scotia. So I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Did I take the right decision? Right. But I must say, like, I'm so happy with that decision. Mm -hmm. Like, I can call Nova Scotia home right now. Mm -hmm. You know, but it was just surprising that this place kind of look like, it's not like the big city. Probably if I had gone to somewhere like Toronto, I'd be like, yes, this look like where I'm coming from. <laughs> so yeah, that's one of the things that yeah. like, that was different. So one other thing was the bills. You know, when we came in, 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Back yeah. home bills are like per annum, annual right, payment. Right, right, And you right. came here, everything is like per month. <laughs> You're like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I need to work because my initial plan was since I was migrating, leaving everything I know, mm -hmm. I was just like, oh, this is the best time to live my dream. I've always loved fashion. So I was like, okay, I'm testing a new ground. I can actually test it with my skills. Mm. So, but I would say between, we landed in August, you know, I was just like, and when you, when you just landed, everything is kind of new. Right, right. I was, I, I would say by... August, September, October, November. November, December, I was like almost depressed. <laughs> oh no, why? Because I wasn't doing anything. Right. I was not prepared for the labor market because in my mind I was like, I want to just start my business. Mm. Do you understand? I wasn't prepared for the labor market. So I had to now start learning how to like do my resume, something I would have learned back Before. home. Do you understand? So, and I wasn't used to not doing anything. Mm. So if you're someone that is already used to being active and mm. all of a sudden you find yourself not doing anything and, you know, you sit down, probably you have, you have to babysit. I'm like, no, my life is more than this. So I was almost <laughs> getting into depression. But yeah. And at that time, one thing I do also is to sew. I, I got a sewing machine off Kijiji. So I would just normally just sew. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, okay, so did you get a, the cap Gemini job around that time? Yes, so I got the I got the job in January, and I was stated to start in March. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I mean, you have this job. You said you loved it. What I mean, obviously, the fashion bug was there, but what was the final push to make you decide? Okay, I'm gonna go and focus on this thing. Um, the final push was um, during my maternity leave. I mean, I didn't plan to have any more children. I came here with three children. But yeah, God has a way of, you know, ordering our thing. steps. Yep. You know, I got pregnant with my last baby. And during the maternity leave, that was when I was like, for me, you need to make more research. So that was when, because initially, you know, I got in. I didn't have time to research. Mm -hmm. I was, you know all the changes were kind of new to me. So mm. the, the, I wasn't like mentally ready. Right. So right. during the maternity leave, I was now making research. Okay, what need do I need to fill? Mm. What area am I, if I want to do fashion, what area do I, what, how do I start? Mm. So I was able to make that research and, um, you know, the moment I was meant to resume back to, you know, back to work, I just told myself, I'm giving myself, I think I resume, I have my, I resumed when um, I had my baby in April, so that was a year. So I resumed around March. Mm -hmm. I worked for like six months, and I resigned in September. Yeah. What are the things you were doing to prepare to resign? Honestly, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying, I was just, oh, I was just. I was just trying to like build the business. Mm. Not so I was not even if I say I wasn't doing any website design because I didn't know anything about business like per se. Mm -hmm. The only thing pushing me was my passion. Right. The right. only thing pushing me was my passion. Of course, I was still looking out for okay, I'll, but what I was just doing is was making our feet just doing what I love. Mm -hmm. So it was the passion that, you know, pushed me. And of course, um, 
I did have some savings, so I wasn't like really scared of okay. And mm -hmm. I told my husband, I was like, okay, worst case, I mean, Canada is, is, is a nice place. If at all, if we can't feed, they still give us children's benefits. So <laughs> I was like, we can always eat right, of that. Right, but right. I'm happy that that wasn't what eventually happened, you know. Okay, yeah. so your research, what are some of the things you found out when you decided, okay, I'm going to start my fashion? I found out, um, I mean, um, I joined the... There's this same um, program that Nova Scotia does, um, self-employment program, you know. So you can either choose to do it with um, with um, seed. seed or you choose to do it with CBDC. CBDC. Okay. So I went with CBDC. Seed didn't take me at one point because at that time I was still working. Mm. So they were like, no, you need to be off work. So at the time I reapplied, I just went to CBDC because at that time we moved to that month and CBDC... Uh, Seed was like kind of far. So mm. I was just like, okay, I did with CBDC. And um, I was also like very constant on social media. The normal me, I'm not a social media person, but I was constant on trying to like know about, connect with people. Mm -hmm. And um, while during my research, I connected with a lady. She actually organized a um, fashion show for Dow. You know, I reached out to her. I was like, how oh, hi, I am. Um, thinking of starting my business how can so I kind of make inquiry about fashion show because I know fashion is visual people need to see to buy it mm -hmm. so one of the thing I was planning to do was fashion show even though it's not something I've done before but in my head I'm just like people need to see it. Mm -hmm. so and it was so unfortunate that um, the fashion show was planned for 2020 and that was when COVID. I mean we got the place we we're going to use and everything but then COVID the the people, the space, the place we we're going to use, they were like, sorry, this can't hold. Mm -hmm. So that was it for me. I couldn't do the fashion show. But one good thing was that I love to grab opportunity when I get someone. I was able to grab one opportunity, which was um, Solita, Soli Production. She was planning a fashion show, you know, during, I think the show was around March, shortly before the lockdown. Mm. Do you understand? And, um, you know, the lady I met connected me with Solita because she was like, when it comes to fashion, this is the person you should talk to. Mm -hmm. I sent her an email. We planned to meet. So when we met, she was like, oh, I love your fashion. I love the kind of fashion you do. Like, if I had met you weeks back, you would have been part of this show. I was like, no, it's not too late. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, it will take me not to sleep. Right, I'll right. make I'll those make designs. So yeah. I was able to quickly, like within days. How many outfits did you make? Um, I made about seven to eight outfits. And she was In so surprised. Within three days. <laughs> I didn't sleep. Like, I would say that was the... Because for me, it's an opportunity. Right. And I was so glad that I grabbed that because at that time, I was still planning my fashion show. Mm. But that didn't happen. But a lot of people started knowing more about my brand mm -hmm. just from that show, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, yeah. And also like um, during um, COVID, during the lockdown, I tried to maximize the use of social media because that I realized everybody, right now, people are not on social media. People are busy with their lives. But then, people were sleeping on social media. Mm. So, yeah, I really maximize that, too. That is something I was going to ask you, because I love your Instagram. It's pretty, like, <laughs> how do you plan those? How, what posts they are going to put on? How did you amass <laughs> so many followers? Because your follower number is very, I'm envious of it. 
So let's talk about your Instagram. I love it. So, I mean, so when I started, I also like, I make research. I reach out to people that are in the field. That mm. Like, I know of, um, there's this, my husband's friend, they did their master's together. She's in Toronto. I love her post. I reached out to her. I'm like, can you please let me, like, audit my my Instagram? For me, like, I, I just reach out. <laughs> Anyhow, like, the, the worst I would get is a no. Mm-hmm. So I reached out. She told me, she gave me some tips. And that's what I do. I keep reaching out to people, different people. They give me tips. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is how to do it better. Even, like, even people that make clothes, I reach out to them. Like, People that make clothes in Nigeria, I reach out to them. Okay, well, how do I engage people? So all those lessons are things I put into play. Mm. For my posts, I just I just post as it comes to mind. But this year, I have I decided to be more strategic, mm-hmm. you know, because it's stressful when you're thinking like I'm sewing right now. I'm thinking, oh, Fumi, you need to post. <laughs> <laughs> Fumi, you need to post. That can take like hours because I'm thinking of what to post. So right now I have decided to be more strategic. I have my, I kind of have where I write or store my inspiration. Right. And um, I've decided that, okay, Sunday, Sundays I go to church. Okay, I do makeup on Sundays because on a normal day, when you are sewing, you don't have time to, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have time to look good. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, yeah. so it's always a struggle. I think that's also part of the struggle because mm. you are not, you are not, you've not done your makeup and you need to do video and you mm. want to put yourself out there. And I always love to put myself out there because people connect more with you. Mm. That's the way people are like, they are more emotional. They connect more with you as a maker. Mm. I mean, I use models, but yeah. So right now, planning, I plan it ahead of time and just make it work. Mm. Okay, let's go back to that COVID time. I know COVID was kind of a boon for you because your your Instagram blew up and then people started knowing more about you. But what are some of the things you did during that period to actually cope with the not going out part? So one of the things I did was, um, was just be myself. There are times that during COVID, my husband lost his job. Mm. Do you understand? But what were we doing? We're doing like skip the dishes. And um, when we go for skip the dishes, we'll ha- I will have my half fit in the car. Right. <laughs> Do my video anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so I was always like ready to get content. Mm-hmm. So, and um, there was this time I posted um, one of the skirts. And um, one lady, she's actually like really like a big influencer right here in Nova Scotia. Mm. She's Caucasian. She got the skirt and um, she got a skirt made from me. And, you know, I sent, I, I packaged the skirt, sent it to her. I was happy in my first sales and, you know, through my DM. And she was like, oh, like, you charge so little for what you make. This is so amazing. I said, thank you. I love the feedback. She posted it and people were reaching out to me. Where is your website? So that really prompted me to start my website. Mm. I mean, I don't know how to make website, but my friend, he was like, you can do it. You can do it. I tried to use Wix because then there was lockdown. You can't get access to anybody. Mm. I tried to use Wix. That was like really hard. I'm not technically savvy. So I just went, gradually went to Shopify. Shopify had templates. Everything. So... I just started, you know, one of my other friends told me that she uses, um, she's using Shopify. So that kind of made it easier for me. So I, I started, I just started my website. Anyhow, anyhow, mm. just for people to come there and buy. But I mean, today my website is not so bad, but it can be better. Yeah. 
So those are, that's one of the things I did, you know, accessibility for mm. people to be able to like easily buy wow. straight from the website. Wow. Okay. So <laughs> we, we, we talked about the business thing and stuff, but the actual sewing itself, do you have any process when it comes to sewing? Um, so I do a lot of custom pieces ah. because for me, it's more of um, bringing people's personality to their outfit. Mm. You know, that feeling of specialty. This is my own thing. Yeah, this is my own thing because that's what I re realized. People want to feel special. So that is my core area, core business. I mean, I do have some some lines that I easily sell, probably bumper jacket, you know, sweats sweatshirts, sweaters, those are like probably for markets when mm. I go for trade shows and pop-up markets. But the core of my business is custom. So people, they reach out to me. If they like any of my design and they want it alter in one way or the other, <coughs> we do that. Mm. Or if they want um, something specially made for them, you know, mm -hmm. I'm able to like sit down with them, try to rub mine to see where they're actually going mm. and, you know, my mission is just to bring their fashion dream to life. Wow. Wow. <laughs> okay, okay. So I'm going to use myself as a guinea pig now. I send you a DM or go on your, yeah. or your website. I'm like, I want to make a shirt. Yeah. What happens? So yeah, you reach out to me. You're able to like agree on a design. Okay. Let's, that's the part that actually stands up for me. I, I don't know how to do... I'm like, okay, maybe I say a shirt. I like, I'm saying something similar. What happens? Do I choose the the material or? Yeah, so I can, what I do is, uh, because for everybody, you actually have that design in the innermost part I don't of think you. so. I can't design anything. No, 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 no. Like, you, probably you have an inspiration. Right. There's something that you, you really, that inspires you. Mm. Do you understand? So, I, the only thing is, I need to connect to that, your inspiration. Mm. Once I connect to that, your inspiration, we're able to like, okay, I can... You know, we decide on the design. Mm. Then I'm able to like send you swatches. You know, you if you like anyone, we go ahead with that. And you know, where do you source your material though? Because this isn't very. You know, this is like super African your material. Yeah, Nigeria. <laughs> <laughs> How does that and affect the pricing? Sometimes online, if I need if I need something really fast. How does that uh, affect the pricing though? Not so bad. Okay. Yeah, not so bad. Okay. Yeah, because I'm like, you have to ship it here Yeah, first, you, have to, then... you have to use um, cargo and ship it here. Yeah, it's not so bad. God, okay. So uh, we agree on the swatch. I'm like, this is the one. Then what? We agree on the swatch. Then um, I just probably, I know your size. I have to work with your size. You know, once I work with your size, then um, I ask for like, I send you like an invoice. You mm -hmm. make the initial payment. Once you make the initial payment, I proceed. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. See, this is the thing I tell people, you know, you got to get that first payment, man. You got to get that first payment because people are like, oh, yeah, you know, hook you up. Nah. <laughs> the truth of the matter is we all learn. When I started, <laughs> oh my goodness, I would know on a more serious note because it's something I'm passionate about. Right. I would, like, just tell me, just, just give me your vision. I will bring it to life without even collecting combo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, this, uh, so we all learn yeah. over time we learn because right. at the end of the day it's right. not fashion does not pay the bills dude especially here <laughs> fashion does not pay the bills yeah. and you know for that passion to be sustainable mm -hmm. you have to get paid mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. and you know one thing i'm also learning right now is 
is the value we place on ourselves that people will buy. Mm. So mm. if you tell them you're cheap, they're not even just cheap, mm. they will not prioritize you in right, their payments. Right, right. I mean, this is the year for me. I'm, 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 I'm getting better. Right. I, I told my kids, like, we are talking about iPhone, for instance. Mm. Is the value I play iPhone plays on it? Yeah, they're like, it's, I, this is the, it's, 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 it's not a crappy phone. But, it's not. But they like price it out of. See, I I got a wristwatch for my son TikTok for you know kids are so so high like they really love TikTok wristwatch I don't know it was like oh I want TikTok TikTok for is like their latest I got this one for his Christmas gift and in less than a month the wristband broke <laughs> I'm like this is crappy <laughs> so in my head you know but you know one thing I learned from it is is how you package yourself. It's your brand, man. It's and you your do your brand. branding. Yes. So if you're making people see you as... Mm. Then people will take you like that. Mm. I mean, I'm still learning. Mm -hmm, do you understand? Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay, so <laughs> so anyway, yeah. I paid that initial payment. Yeah. yeah. So once you pay the initial payment, I'm able to like bring it to life and right. uh, I give you the days it will be ready. Then yeah, shoot. Well, like a typical shirt, how long will it take to get ready? Um, On the average, um, others take between 21 to 28 working days. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes my clients like to give me like more time. Mm. Yes. But yeah, 21 to 28 days is good. So like, you know, I, you're working on my shirt. Another client come and work on my, like, how do you, you know, say two or three people start the thing at the same time. How do you handle that overlap? You know what I, I mean? I mean, that's why I have 21 to 28 days. Really? <laughs> <laughs> so, because some outfits can be done within two days. Right. Some outfits can be done within three days. Okay. But that is why I have that. So accommodate others. Yeah. Yeah, to yeah. give yourself that space. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Man, I'm having so much fun. I'm having so much fun talking to you. But um, I'm going to let you go with this question, though. You you know, something you said a lot uh, in this discussion has been passion and passion and passion and passion. But you're lucky that you kind of found your passion as a kid, right? <clears throat> so someone is out there listening or watching the episode and they're wondering, I don't even know what my passion is. So how am I finding my passion? What would you say? To that person. There's something you love. Mm. There's something that you love. Even though you don't think of it at that time. I mean, when I was growing up, I was just sewing. I was I just wanted to sew. Mm. I didn't know that it's going to lead me here right now. Mm -hmm. Do you understand? But there's something that you just naturally just love. Sometimes mm. it's just cooking. Like, I know how to cook, but you will not find me like... At my leisure, cooking. <laughs> you know, my free time, cooking for what? Right. I'd rather be doing something, sewing. Mm. So there's something that naturally you just love. Mm. Sometimes it's just writing. Mm. Sometimes it's reading because in some people are editors. It's it's it just comes natural to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My son loves to fix things. So that kind of person probably will grow up and. Do something in that line. Mm, so mm. it's it's in you. You don't need to find it hard. Just sit down and whatever. You just see like when you're doing it, you're happy, you're excited. Right. Yeah. Right. Fumi, <laughs> thank you so much for sharing your knowledge. And I'm going to reach out to you because I know I want to share for sure. Yeah.
Thank you so much for coming today. Thank you so much for having me. It's so fun talking to you. I mean, the time is so short, <laughs> but yeah, it's so fun. Okay, I'm going to have you come back. <laughs> yes. I'm going to have you come back. Yes. Yes.